2016. I'm your host, Kellen Conley, and this is Hyphen Nation. Coming to you live, well, coming to you pre recorded from Morgantown, West Virginia, from a familiar location, a, lo- a familiar setting, but not a familiar location. I am in a Kroger parking lot, but this time, I am on the one at Patterson Drive. The Kroger that me and Angel used to frequent when we were dating. And she lived across the street at Pierpont Apartments. Kroger on Patterson Drive. What used to maybe be the most popular Kroger. Because there was always, I don't know which came first, Saberton Kroger. Um, which I recorded that one episode before I went to the dentist um, in one of the early episodes, or this Kroger, the one on Patterson Drive right across from Eaton Park. And I'm here because I am a man without Wi-Fi. <laughs> and uh, it's a long story. I'm going to get into it, though. Beautiful morning here in Morgantown, West Virginia. It's not raining. It's sunny. It's not too hot, not too cold. A very nice morning to be alive, officially. So the first topic, we're going to get right into it. Hope y'all ready. Cavs are down 2-0. I didn't expect that. It looks like they're going to get swept now. But that's not the first topic. First topic is I'm officially a homeowner. Like I told y'all in episode 15, that by the time you listen to episode 15, I would be a homeowner and everything finally worked out. We signed the paperwork on Friday afternoon. Wells Fargo gave us the wrong closing price, so we had to write an additional check. Uh, the seller was mean to us and thought we didn't have enough money to close. What we did, we just had to write another check. Our lawyer was great. Um, Our realtor, Paul, I thought he was great. Uh, getting everything done. And we officially went into the house for the first time on, well, Angel and Paul did a walkthrough before they signed everything. And then Saturday was the day we moved. So, yeah. Moving. (laughs) Didn't have all the help that uh, we had last time. Uh, Anthony had to go to work and so he was only there in the morning CFX is there for a few hours but then he had to leave and go see his girlfriend who hadn't seen in a long time because she was out of town E wasn't filling up to it he was a little under the weather but Thomas was there Gary was there Brandy was there I was there Angel was there and from we went to go pick up the truck a little before 9.30 from U-Haul Got the truck back to Brandy and Gary's, and then, well, 
Angel took the truck back to Brandon Gary's. I had to go pick up Thomas because he was having car troubles. So went out to Thomas's house, got him, was told to get food, so we went to McDonald's, got everybody's order, go to catch the interstate back to Brandy and Gary's, and I take the wrong exit. So yeah, I'm heading the wrong direction <laughs> towards Fairmont. So I have to get back off at the uh I don't even know exit they call it. The one that's right next to uh, the Walmart out on Grafton Road, out on 4-H Camp Road. I got off of that exit, drove back through town, and then back to Brandon and Gary's. And I discovered they already have half of the truck full, so I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm like, yes, like things are moving along. This is good. So we finish loading the truck, load up the vehicles, make the first trip over to the house. House is exactly like we remembered it. No problems. I like it a lot. Uh, Started unloading things. Had one casualty in this whole trip as far as furniture goes. Because we don't know what, how the boxes or the bins have held up. They look fine, but you never know. Um, whoop, there went my phone. Main casualty of this trip was uh, a, a cabinet <laughs> that I had... Uh, built oh when did I build that thing trying to think excuse me I was a yawn I'm not editing that out I'm sorry (laughs) uh one casualty it was a brown uh I guess you could call it a cabinet and I think I made that if I didn't make it on green street I made that on Louise Avenue and it got pinned between a bookcase and something else and it slid around a little so it could it, it collapsed. There wasn't anything we could do about that. So we lost that. But everything else is pretty much smooth sailing. We got the wash the washer off first. Uh got that off of the truck, managed to get that down several concrete steps during the back of my house and took it downstairs, got it through both doors to the laundry room. Followed suit with the dryer. Only to turn around and then the next day we came back to uh, officially be in our house. Because we stayed at Brandon and Gary's on Saturday night. And found out that there's not a uh, dryer plug. <laughs> or is a washer plug. I think it's a dryer. There's not a dryer plug. So, yeah, we can't really dry clothes at this moment. We can wash them. Can't dry them, though. Got to air dry them. Um, what else do we have? We had to take our heavy-ass um, pull-out bed that friend of the show, Eric Greenlee, actually slept on when we lived on Louise Avenue with his wife and also a good friend, Nicole. Uh, it's way more uncomfortable now than it was then. <laughs> Carried it downstairs. Almost killed Anthony. <laughs> he got pinned, but I saved him. I saved him from and ine- from imminent death with my quick thinking and good looks and wit. Uh, got that in there. Uh, a couple other pieces came downstairs. Some bookcases, um, a, a desk, entertainment stand. Those weren't nearly as bad as the washer and dryer and the couch. A love seat came down. That wasn't too bad. Some bookcases. 
So, so that wasn't too bad. Nothing really went upstairs other than the beds. Um, the recliner that we were used to have in Aaliyah's room, which was her rocker, is now sitting in our living room. And it, it, it took us all day to really get it done. Because we had, like, we had Chris and Anthony, we had Anthony until a little before one, had Chris until a little before three, and after that was just me, Thomas, Gary, Brandy, and Angel. And we had, like, another, we had to unload a truck, and we had to load another truck and dump another truck. So, it it took us a little doing. Aaliyah stayed with um, Christian and the mother-in-law. Apparently she was phenomenal for them, so that's awesome that she didn't give them any trouble. Uh, Lowe's came and delivered our brand new refrigerator, which is very nice. We need to get some hookups for it, though, because I'm trying to get my ice and water game tight. Keep it tight, like up, up, down, down. But... Yeah, I mean, we finished, I'd say it was a little before, if it wasn't after, it was was probably after 8, and everybody went their separate ways, Gary and Angel went to go get one more thing from a friend's house for Leah with the truck before he took it back, Uh, Brandy had to take Thomas back to his house, let out the puppy for a second time that day, um... I was on food duty, so I went and got three Jimmy John sandwiches for Brandy, Gary, and Angel. Thomas came through with the bright idea, and my healthy listeners may cringe, but after moving all day, you're going to appreciate this. (laughs) Regardless, Thomas said, I said I wanted burgers, so I was like, let's go to Five Guys. Let's get Five Guys. He's like, do they do a triple burger? And I was like, I don't know, but I'll find out. So I got Thomas, Thomas, I got Thomas a triple all the way burger. Large bag of fries that we split. And I myself got a triple, triple cheeseburger. He had a triple bacon cheeseburger all the way. I got a triple cheeseburger myself with sautéed onions and mushrooms on it. And it was delicious. I will probably never forget this burger. That's how good it was. And I just know if I go if I ever attempt a three patty burger from Five Guys again, it won't taste the same because I won't have worked this hard for it. Uh So I went and got Aaliyah. She fell asleep immediately in the car cuz she hadn't had a nap all day, poor thing. Got her back to Brian and Gary's, put her down once everybody's back at the house. Uh, we ate. I uh, plan was to have a few drinks, relax. Thomas immediately went to sleep on me. <laughs> I had a drink. Uh, Gary had a beer. Uh, the girls went to bed. And then Gary went to bed. Thomas went to bed. Was already asleep. I was trying to watch something on TV. But I fell asleep, and then Thomas told me to turn off the TV. He's like, turn off the TV. I'm, I'm sorry. Am I bothering you, sleepy? But I was, for the record, I was like holding my head up and asleep with my phone in my hand because I was that exhausted. So, you know, 
I'm officially a homeowner. On Sunday, with my wife, we are officially co co owners. Officially homeowners. Jeez, oh Pete. Uh, on Sunday, we moved the rest of our stuff from Brandon Gary's, which is like the everyday stuff, the clothing, the toiletries, the Aaliyah stuff. Took one trip from their place to the new place. That's when we discovered the thing about the dryer plug. Uh, and then we uh, started kind of organizing things a little bit. Excuse me again. I don't know why I'm yawning. I slept pretty well. I slept for like 10 to 5 something. I don't know what's up with that. My apologies. But yeah. Bedroom. We got Leah's room ready. Got my room, our room ready. And everything else is kind of... I mean, the kitchen's semi-functional. We haven't started unpacking anything. So it's going to be a a while before it feels settled because there's already so much stuff that Angel wants to do to the house. She wants to knock down a wall. She wants to tear up carpet. She wants to paint. She wants to do all this stuff, man, and it's going to take forever is the way it feels to me right now. So I'm I'm not holding my breath. I know we're not going anywhere, obviously. But it's going to be a little bit before it really feels settled in and home officially. Right now, it's just where we're sleeping to me and where we're paying our mortgage every month. Um, yes. At one point on Sunday... After everybody had gone, it was me and Leah in Brooklyn. Angel had taken her mother to go get her bag from Christian's house to come back to our house to sleep for the night. I uh, was attempting to get Aaliyah's camera up on the wall. And Brooklyn had been was in a room. I closed the door. Leah's playing with her toys, her magic clips. Brooklyn is under the ottoman at this point. And for some reason, he didn't come out from her ottoman and like start crying or start barking or anything to indicate that he needed to go outside. First of all, Yes, I should have realized that he hadn't been out in a while and that he needed to go outside. But I also forgot how vengeful he can be. So he comes out from under the ottoman. He's sniffing around. I don't think anything of it. I'm trying to figure out this camera. He goes to the front door to the door of the room. And next thing I know, I look up, and he's going back under the ottoman. I look down. And there are these two pieces of poop that he left for me. If you follow me on Twitter, at hyphen, you may have saw me complaining that I might not have a dog much longer. This is the biggest piece I have ever seen him create in his 10 years that we've had him and that he's been alive 
it looked like the size of a ruler, widthwise and lengthwise. And then there was another piece sitting there on the floor. So I'm mad. I'm immediately mad. I don't care if he's getting old or not. Like, you don't just roll out and poop on the floor when somebody's in a room with you. You, he's supposed to indicate to me that he needs to go out. That's how it's worked for 10 years. So, so I didn't start cussing him because Aaliyah was there. But I then go and grab some plastic bags because there's nothing. There's no paper towels or nothing unpacked. Uh, I don't even know if we had napkins at that point. We had eaten some food from Atomic Grill. <laughs> but I don't think we had napkins. So I grab these bags. Um, I go in the room. And I'm able to pick up the pieces of poop cleanly. Nothing remains on the floor. And they go into the bag nice and clean. And I should have left it at that. I should have just carried them out scolded Brooklyn and let it go. But no, I had to be vengeful about it. I had to be the vengeful one now. So he's under the, he's under the futon. I can see him. He's not even back there far enough where I don't, I can't see him without me getting on the floor. Aaliyah, Aaliyah, listen, I said, don't move. Brooklyn pooped on the floor. I'll be right back. Guy cleaned up, had a bag full of dog poop in my, in my hand right now. So I see him. So I get out of there and I spank him on his butt. Like, you don't poop on the floor. Blah, 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 blah. And he takes it. He doesn't, he, he knows he was wrong. But then I decide to go extra on him. Which is when they're kid when they're kids, when they're babies, when they're puppies, one of the things you're supposed to do when they have an accident in a house. Well, not supposed to do, but one of the things I've seen that you can do, and I did do this when you're younger in the work, is you take their nose and you just brought, like, lead them to their accident so they can smell their own pee or their own poop, s- smell what they did, and know exactly what you're talking about and why you're scolding them. So I take that bag of poop, and I have it on the floor, and I go to essentially put his nose in it to tell him no again because I just have to do this because I'm so angry at him for leaving me a ruler-sized piece of poop on the floor. And he snaps. He doesn't have very many teeth, so that didn't scare me. But he snaps and gets my finger. I'm like, all right, no big deal. In the process of him getting my finger, and me attempting to shove his face in his bag, at least sniff the bag. I wasn't trying to actually put his face in the poop. I throw poop out of the bag onto the floor. Thankfully, still, it does not smear into the carpet or anything. I'm able to pick it up, but I did make an extra mess for myself. So after I finally get all that up, and Aaliyah is still being calm, I don't know how, because I'm being, I have went, extra i'm very upset at this dog and she just looked at me this morning when i dropped her off at daycare and said i know you're frustrated with brooklyn daddy and it's like you feel bad but in that moment there was nothing i could do the dog had just blatantly 
I felt disrespected by him pooping on our floor for no reason. That's what it felt like. He could have barked. He could have cried. No, he wanted to put a ruler on the floor. So once I, I get this poop up, my fingers throb it. I'm like, all right, he must have gotten me a little bit. So I look at it. I'm bleeding. Because he didn't just jab into like the side of my finger and catch a little skin. No, his teeth went right into my middle finger, the cuticle of my middle finger on my left hand, and then ripped out. So I got a good little gash, and I'm bleeding. Not profusely like I'm going to pass out, but I am bleeding. And that even makes me matter. So I'm trying to be cool for Aaliyah, not, not freak out too hard about this. I don't want to be that guy. There goes my phone again. So I call Angel, because Angel still isn't back yet. I call her, no answer. Call her again, no answer. Call her again, no answer. Which is super frustrating, because I'm bleeding, and I'm angry, and I'm, I'm, I would not bring harm to my dog, but if there was ever a moment where I felt like I could have, that might have been the time. <laughs> and there goes all my listeners thinking I have a thing against dogs and abuse animals. No, I was just angry. So, I text her, all caps, call me back, <laughs> Sid. So I'm sitting there trying to get my finger to stop bleeding. Brooklyn's under futon. Aaliyah's went back to playing. And I can't really do anything until I stop bleeding. Can't finish what I was trying to do with the camera to get Aaliyah's video monitor up. And so I'm just on my phone, just messing around, trying reading what's happening with game one of the finals. Or game two of the finals. Cavs are actually winning in the first quarter. Little known fact at this point. Um, <laughs> finally get called back. Hey, what's wrong? Tell Angel what happened. Oh, well, he's just old. and I, I know he's old. That's not what I'm complaining about. I'm complaining that he pooped on our floor and he bit me. Did I deserve to get, bite, get bitten? Yes. Yes, I did. But in that moment, I just needed some support. As to what in the world is wrong with this animal that he decided he wanted to poop in our new house on the very first night. Help me to help you. Oh, he's just old. And, and mother-in-law and Angel are both taking his side. and Like, well, I'm bleeding right now. It's pretty bad. And Oh, well. Did you get it stopped? Are you okay? And ah, oh. so I still have a dog. For those of you who were worried from my tweet, and for those of you who may listen to this story, hoping I didn't do something awful to my dog, I didn't. He's still fine, but he's still a jerk, and I'm not a fan. We've we've made up kind of a little bit. Um, so yeah, that was, that was Sunday night. We, uh, after that got Ali in the bathtub and got her in bed and she slept like a champ and we got to sleep in her own bed for the first time in three weeks or so. 
Because last time we slept in it was Friday. Oh, I don't know. It had been a while. Because we were supposed to originally be out on the 14th. So, May the 20th may have been the last time we slept in our bed together. So, it had been a long time coming. It's been a long, long, long time coming. Change gonna come. I don't know why I just did that, but it's my podcast. So we are now officially homeowners. A lot of work to be done. But eventually, we're going to have cable again by Thursday. We're going to have Wi-Fi again on Thursday. It's going to be a good day. <laughs> going to get stuff unpacked. I love the house, though. I really do. Hopefully, if you're not a crazy person, I might even invite you to my house someday. I mean, if you're not a total stranger. If you're a total stranger listening to this, um, I I can't guarantee you'll be invited to the house. But if you're one of my friends who listens to this, who I believe is my uh, core audience at this point, um, you will definitely be invited to the house and come kick it. And Victory Jump Off Studios 7.0. Chia. Next topic. I'm going to uh, swing over to a different topic here. I'm going to go out of order. Because I just mentioned the whole cable Wi-Fi thing. I know there's plenty of people who live with this all the time. Not having Wi-Fi. And bless your ho- you bless your souls. Bless your hearts. Bless your personage. But this shit sucks. Apologies to my younger listeners if you're still listening. Let me tell you something. Without Wi-Fi, I got to use my data. And I'm going to share a data plan with with Angel, Janice, and Nikki. I think Nikki's still on our plan. We share not that much data each month. And we did go over a few times around this time last year when we moved from Arkwright, from Louise to Arkwright. And that's all well and good. It's fine. I mean, we had to pay a little extra. We figured out what happened. It was my fault. <laughs> I was the one using the, overusing the data. And as I was trying to figure out my data problem with not being around Wi-Fi at home... I realized I could just leave my Wi-Fi on because with Xfinity, any place that has an Xfinity hotspot, which is all over Morgantown, I'm automatically logged in. Wi-Fi. And other places I get Wi-Fi from as well. Wi-Fi. Not a problem. But since Angel had to cancel the cable... And Xfinity until we can move into the new place. You know, you would think that they'd be like, Xfinity would be like, oh, well, they just don't have service, but they're going to reconnect. No, no. I mean, if we're not paying a monthly bill, I guess it makes sense why they would not want to continue to let me use Wi-Fi. But it's killing me. I don't mind using data when I have to. When there is no Wi-Fi and I need to look something up or 
I just need, if I'm on my phone for any reason during some kind of downtime when I'm away from Wi-Fi, I'm okay with using the data, but not all the time. My data levels are outrageous, and I'm afraid I'm going to go over, and it's going to cost us more money. It's Tuesday. I got to get through all of the day, and I got to get through tomorrow before Xfinity comes, hopefully on Thursday morning, to give us cable and Wi-Fi again. Cable and internet, really. Super duper frustrating. Let me just say. Like, for example, I've been, as you may have heard on the last four podcasts, I've been going to Panera Bread and hanging out in there and just playing on the internet so when I have early have late shifts like I do today. Just just playing around because I can't, I mean, I could easily have sat at Brandy and Gary's and used their Wi-Fi, which they're gracious about. They told me I didn't have to leave early and I could have sat there. But I felt weird being in their house, even when they weren't there as a as a guest. That's just me. Past experiences with crashing in somebody's house, especially for durations longer than what we were at their house, has made me worry about how long I am in their place when I don't have to be. Okay. So with the Wi-Fi thing, especially now, because I don't have it in my house. I'm not at Brandy and Gary's. So I'm using exorbitant amounts, vocab 5, exorbitant amounts of Wi-Fi, I mean of data, to use my phone. Because, bro, I'm a, I'm a contact, a contact. I'm a contact, I'm a content curator, man, as well as a content creator. Yesterday, I don't know if you peeped it out, but if you follow me on any social media, you'll see that I had a little music video drop for my song Rewind from Soon You Understand, my album that dropped in 2014. Me and E shot that two weeks ago, and he told me it was coming out today, yesterday. So as part of the campaign, I have to, I want to reshare it all over the place. All of that ate up data in order to do that. To repost it on Instagram ate up data, repost it on Facebook, ate up data, retweeting it, ate up data, because I can't get a solid Wi-Fi connection because of this move. And it's super frustrating. And I'm ranting. I think that's what you people want from me. Is that what you people want? You want to see me upset? Because <laughs> you're going to get it. it. It's It's not even that it's weird. But I just sat at McDonald's and order breakfast when I probably shouldn't because we're kind of low on money. Not low as in, oh my God, we're broke, broke, but a little low on money. <laughs> to use the Wi-Fi. I feel like a nomad. I'm, I'm just wireless and without Wi-Fi and traveling place to place looking for a signal. Like, even right now, I don't have my Wi-Fi on. I don't even think I can pick up a decent signal from anywhere. 
Yeah, there's an optimum Wi-Fi. Won't let me connect. A bunch of secured stuff. A cable Wi-Fi. But I think this is the one that always wants me to put in some kind of password for it. So it's 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 a pain, man. <laughs> As a content curator, this is one of the worst things that could happen to me. Because one of the things I do happen to like about Morgantown right now is all these Xfinity hotspots make it super easy for me to get on the internet and on my phone. And I can't use them right now. I feel like I've been uh, blackballed. I've been banned from the Wi-Fi. Banned from the Wi-Fi. Banned from the Wi-Fi. Cheer. As we continue on. Sound like a, a DJ from the early 2000s. Does anybody miss those? Remember, remember how we used to get so angry about people when we would download songs from so-and-so place and all of that and how, uh, whether it be Napster or Kazaa or LimeWire, wherever we were getting our music at our time, does anybody remember, I mean, I'm sure you do, the tag music? And we get so annoyed because there would be these tags on this music. DJ drops everywhere. And that was pretty prevalent up until, I don't know, what, 2004, 2005? And then all of a sudden, everything came without it. I mean, I guess the blogs had a lot to do with that, too. Posting the no DJ stuff and making sure there wasn't tags all over stuff. But I never thought I'd see the day where I actually do miss the DJ tag on some music. There's songs that I know the DJ drops as well as the lyrics and of the song from back then. In fact, I was trying to find uh, the Fiesta remix uh, to uh, for somebody the other night, and I downloaded one, and it told me, it was like, after the show, it's the after party, and after the party, it's the hotel lobby, and after the Belvedere, it's probably Chris, and after the original, it's probably this envy. <laughs> like, I knew it was coming. I felt it. I'm like, I'm like, there's an envy drop on this. There's an envy drop right here. Envy! It was crazy. It was awesome at the same time, but it was crazy that I remember that exact drop and then it happened to be the exact same thing shout out to hove man shout out to envy shout out to the black the black the breakfast club the breakfast club next topic friday night i'm staying up way too late at brandy and gary's dreading this move that we had to do the next day and then Breaking news comes across the phone that Muhammad Ali passed at the age of seven seventy-four. Twenty sixteen just keeps on taking him. Um, it's pretty much I can't think of the right analogy. 
you know, I was trying to compare it to the to the bridges over in South Bronx when they said that someone kept taking it. I think they said Queens kept on faking it though, not taking it. I'm not looking up the lyrics. It's about Muhammad. Um, when I came into uh, when I when I started really making creating memories, Muhammad Ali was done boxing. So I'd say it was 84, 85, 86. I can't recall my first early, early memories of Muhammad Ali as I started to learn things about the world of boxing and Mike Tyson and the early boxers um, the, when I wasn't alive yet. It was the first time that I learned about Muhammad Ali. I think I actually learned about Sugar Ray Robinson before that, though. Because Sugar Ray happened to be featured in this book that I got in front of book fair in fourth grade in my first year at Cape Bridge Elementary School. But... I will never forget the f- the very first time I the first time I can really remember Ali having an impact in my life. It was like '96 because throughout the early '90s, when I realized who he was, whenever he showed up at something, I knew he was Muhammad Ali. He was a he used to be a boxer. He was a former champion, and he was now battling Parkinson's disease. Um, and so that's why he shook like he did and why he was the, um, way he was. And he didn't seem to talk a whole lot when he was on television. The nineteen ninety six Olympics was the very first time that I, uh, was fully engrossed in the Olympics. 92 was the first time I really knew they existed. That's when they were in Barcelona. But also Barcelona was on a time delay. The 96 games were in Atlanta. Things were happening all day long. It was awesome. And so I had gotten... And plus... Dream Team 2 was playing in the 96 Olympics. I'm sorry. Dream Team 3. Dream Team 2 won the World Championships in 94. So I was excited about that as well. Because basketball was my life at this point. So. Opening ceremonies. I'm watching. And I don't remember if they had announced. Who was coming in to the stadium to light the torch. Or what. Or how they went about doing it. But. Seeing. Muhammad Ali and knowing what I knew about Ali at that time. Seeing him with that torch. The Olympic torch. The spirit of the games. Walking. Into Olympic Stadium in Atlanta. And then making his way to the podium. 
to the torch and being the one to light it. was one of the most powerful things I've ever seen in my life. Even as a 13-year-old in 1996, I knew I was witnessing something special. And it wasn't just special because, oh, he has Parkinson's and he was able to do that, this momentous thing. That was important too, but it was important because it was in that moment that I realized how major and how big and how important Muhammad Ali had been and still was some 10 plus years since he last stepped in the ring. That was the day that I sat there and I knew he wasn't just a boxer. He wasn't just an athlete. There was more to the story, and I, I wanted to find out more. So as time went on, of course, I, f- I found out, I, I, I read about his, uh, his, I found out about his history. I don't remember being that, that kid who went in depth at the school library trying to find out about Ali, but thanks to things like classic sports and sports century and all the wonderful programming, sports programming that was on in the mid to late 90s. I got a good picture of what Muhammad Ali's early life was like. I kind of felt bad when he passed because I didn't get as upset as I did about Prince. Maybe it was because of his age that he was 74 and Prince was 57. Like, oh, 74 is a good age to go out. He's out of pain. Both of those are true. But the world lost an amazing, amazing warrior on Friday night. Muhammad Ali was not just brash and outspoken and supremely confident. He's what so many have tried to emulate in the ring and so little have tried to emulate outside the ring. Or in their own profession, they've tried to emulate him. I guarantee that in some part of Kanye's head, that when he starts ranting and saying that he's doing this, doing whatever the hell he's talking about for whatever reason, he's doing it for everyone's benefit. I feel like he thinks on some level that he's channeling Muhammad Ali. And here's the thing about Muhammad Ali, though. Just like any good fighter... He knew two things. He did he did two things. He picked his spots and he knew the difference. He knew the time and the place to do things when it was in the ring and outside the ring. 
he knew he could not go toe-to-toe with Foreman and stand up and box him through a, what, 15-round fight, however long that fight was. He knew he had to tire him out. And that's where we got the rope-a-dope. He knew that it was absolutely ludicrous that we were in the Vietnam War and that the United States government was trying to draft him at his age versus 18, 19-year-olds that were normally drafted. That they were trying, the United States government was trying to take him of known and public and beloved Muslim. They wanted to draft him into the army and send him to Vietnam. And he refused. Language, but ain't no Viet Cong ever called me a nigger. And it's true. He was getting that at home. I'm sure every single day at that time and and all the years that led up to that moment when he said that in that interview. As, as much as the Ali film Will Smith was in didn't live up to what we wanted it to live up to, I still love that movie because it did still tell Muhammad's story very well. And what we needed to know. Did Will Smith lose himself in a role like Jamie Foxx did when he played Ray Charles? No. It was still Will Smith. He had his moments, but he was still Will Smith. But that's because Ali was damn near a unicorn. There will never be another Ali. Just like there will never be another Prince and another Michael Jackson, and I'm not comparing the three. But I'm just trying to say that there's once-in-a-lifetime people, and they cannot be replaced easily you can sit there and make I don't know 16 more Kim Kardashians you can't replicate an icon like Muhammad Ali you can't replicate what he did in his interviews with Howard Cosell you can't replicate what he was able to do with educating people about the nation of Islam what he did for race relations There's a picture on Facebook, and it might have to be the cover of this of this uh, episode now, of Muhammad Ali walking through Morgantown. Morgan, the exact same city I live in, Muhammad Ali walked through years ago. I would have never dreamed that I walked in the same places as Muhammad Ali. And yet, we now know that he did, that I have. And that idea is amazing. I'm looking, I'm, in fact, I just pulled up this Daily Athenaeum, which is a school paper at WVU. 
Ali gets him one-two punch, visits Osage, which is right down the road from where I was just staying at Brandon and Gary's, and the Mountain Lair stage. November 6, 1969. The fighter came to town and the people loved him. Ali predicts Allah Blacks will win the fight. And here's a picture of him in the Mountain Lair Ballroom. That's amazing. The Mountain Lair is WVU Student Union. Um, if that kind of clarifies anything for you. Um, that's incredible. He did so much outside the ring that it dwarfs what he was able to do in the ring. And that's the three fights with Frazier. That's the first World Heavyweight Championship run before he got it stripped. That's Norton. That's that's Spinks. That is Foreman. That's beating Superman in a comic book. A lot of people were impressed by the whooping of Doomsday put on Superman and the fact that he air quotes, killed him. Ali put a beating on Superman. Yes, there was a red kryptonite involved, but Superman was whooped. So rest in peace, uh, Muhammad Ali. We all know that you've earned it and just want to thank you for everything you contributed to the world, whether it's professionally or personally for me and for everybody else that's still in the, still down here in the dirt, (laughs) so to speak. And you truly are the great one, the greatest. And I, I hope that if one of the things that I, I can eventually uh, teach Aaliyah is about your impact and your impact on me. So from that... I'm going to move into another topic here. Uh, Another death that just happened last night. Kimbo Slice, the mixed martial artist. Uh, You may remember Kimbo came on the scene about 10 or so years ago, was it? I'm I'm not, I'm, I'm just trying to remember my recollections. Might not even been that long ago, but he was uh, street fighting and then, He actually signed with, uh, I I believe, not Bellator, but he signed with a mixed martial artist place, arts um, promotion, and fought a few fights, and uh, he made it to UFC. And I think he might have won a few fights in UFC before he uh, started routinely losing 
but then he kept fighting um, as well. But and in fact, up until his death last night, uh, he was 42 years old. And I just want to take some time to acknowledge him, not on the same level of Muhammad Ali, but it, on the fact that he he passed at a young age and he probably has left loved ones and maybe children behind and um, just thoughts and prayers for his family. And I, I always enjoyed watching his fights, whether he got knocked out. He, he, he had that spectacle to him that he had his moment where people wanted to see Kimbo fight. It didn't last long. But for a while, Kimbo was a big deal. And I just wanted to point out, I always thought it was awesome that he came up into this MMA fighter from his early days of being a bouncer on porn sets for the web series in the VIP, which I don't even know if it still happens. But I always, but when he started fighting, I was like, yeah, it looks like Godfrey in the VIP. And then turns out it was. So much sadness and, uh, for Kimbo's family, and he's he's now passed away at age 42. Uh, so I just wanted to acknowledge that as well. And then I'm going to segue from that into more UFC news. Brock Lesnar is coming back for... UFC 200. Apparently, it's just a one-off. Just one fight. Because he's scheduled to be at SummerSlam in August. But Brock Lesnar's coming back to UFC. He's going to fight some guy named Hunt. And UFC is buzzing right now. They went from McGregor, Diaz 2... So now they got Brock Lesnar on the card. And Brock's not even going to be the main event. I'm sure. UFC 200 is going to be big. UFC 200 might start at 8 o'clock. It's going to be that big. And probably still won't end until 1 o'clock in the morning. Big, big, big. Which leads me to one of my favorite people, CM Punk, who still has not had his first UFC fight. And people are still waiting for him to have his first UFC fight. I did finally see some news that it's going to be in September. Well, I think September. They're shooting for UFC 202, the same one that they just rescheduled McGregor Diaz for. And he's going to be fighting that same guy who he was supposed to fight a few um, UFCs ago, pay-per-views ago, and then he hurt his back. And there's going to be a reality show and all kinds of fun. But just know that Brock Lesnar is going to, re- is going to fight again in, in the UFC before CM Punk actually has his first fight. Which is hella interesting. But Brock's back. UFC 200 is going to be huge. And I might have to sit in BW3 starting at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon make sure we have table. I'll do it. Thank I won't. Uh, next topic. 
Also, I just want to remind everybody that uh, Handsome Bane just released episode four. And it's on his YouTube channel. And I shared it. And I actually shared his YouTube channel on Twitter and on Facebook. So please make sure you're checking out Handsome Bane because he's amazing. But my last topic of the day is just, I had already mentioned that there's a video for Rewind. You can check that out, b-hyphen.com. Follow the 30 Days of Sound Vision, Sound Vision, or June is Sound Vision. Hashtag June is Sound <laughs> Hashtag June is Sound Vision. It's happening over at monsterlung.com the whole month of June. Every single day, music from Sound Vision artists. There's been, let's see, six great songs so far. I can't wait to see what comes out today. June 16th, if you're in the area, I will be performing at 123 at the June is Sound Vision show. Monster Lung and Chris Allen have just been added to um, the bill. Kwai will not be performing now, but should be a lot of fun. I'll be going on early, so if you're interested in seeing me perform, you probably want to get there by at least 10, 1030. If you just want to see me and hang out with me, then you can come later and check out the other music. Free show, by the way. 123 Pleasant Street, Morgantown, West Virginia, June 16th. And then the, the last thing I wanted to get into was uh, just the process of creating new music is about to begin again for me now that we're officially in the new house. I'm going to start looking for beats. So any producers who want to uh, submit material, be hyphen at gmail.com. I will listen to everything and we'll work out a price and everything. I'm a broke, I'm a broke rapper though. So I can't, I can't be paying $500 for a beat. That's half my house payment. Um, <laughs> so I, I can pay you a little something, a little something, something. We'll, we'll work it out. But any producers, if you're listening to this and you like the way I rap and you want to hear what I got to say over your stuff, uh, feel free to submit it. But the process is going to start. I'm going to start looking for beats, start um, looking for samples. My nose is running. Sorry. I'm going to start looking for beats, start looking for samples, uh, and most importantly, start writing. Because the thing is, after tomorrow, Angel's done with school until August. That means her and Aaliyah will be home most days. I can't really record with them there, mostly because it just takes away time away from me spending me spending time with them. So the best I can do is write and try to get things as ready as possible. So this is the summer creation, officially. To gear up for the next album. Because by late August, definitely September, I want to be recording music for a new album. So the process is about to start officially all over again. Recommendations. I got four of them. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. Blood, Sweat, and Tears. <laughs> if you're not familiar with this band... They were big in the 60s and 70s. And 
my dad used to go to this place called Ear Food. I may have mentioned it on a prior episode. And he got the best, the greatest hits of Earth, Wind, or Earth, Wind, Fire, of uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears. And they got some joints on this album. They got Spinning Wheel. They got Go Down Gambling. They got I Love You More Than You Ever Know. They got uh, God Bless the Child. Lucretia McEvil. If you know any of those song titles or familiar with any of those songs, you know they're good songs. Find yourself a copy of Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Greatest hits. It, it's like the cover is like carved wood or, or something and it says Blood, Sweat, and Tears on it. It's like brownish. That's the album I'm talking about. And it's nothing but bangers all the way through. My dad played this album for me when I was 10. Nine and ten, and I fell in love with it, and I still love it to this day. I was in McDonald's this morning, and I heard Spinning Wheel, um, and that's what made me want to recommend them to you. So if you're looking for some good, classic, dope music, Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Movie Front. I watched the majority of the movie, Funny People, uh, on Sunday. It's a Judd Apatow film. It stars Adam Sandler and Seth Rogen. Adam Sandler is a famous comedian. He uh, meets Seth Rogen, who's an up-and-coming comedian, to help him write jokes. Um, the two become friends. He finds out, Seth Rogen finds out Adam Sandler has a form of leukemia, and he's dying. And so it, it, it's kind of a dark comedy of what happens when the, the laughter stops, essentially. Um it it kind of it, I was really with it until I'd say about the end. I think it kind of goes off the rails a little bit because there's some kind of uh, there's there's a little swerve towards the end um, before he goes. Adam Sandler goes to try to get back with his ex girlfriend Leslie Mann, and I don't know if I 100% loved it, but I did really enjoy the film. I need to watch it again without Aaliyah going in and out of the room and actually watch the um, regular version. But I could, I could definitely tell it was a good film. So, Funny People by Judd Apatow. It might be on Netflix. If not, find that on your favorite streaming device. Or you might even be able to find it at $5 bin at, uh, not McDonald's, at Walmart. So, <laughs> uh, I just hit my microphone. I just realized that I just spent the last two episodes bitching McDonald's. But then I was not above going to uh, McDonald's to use their Wi-Fi today. And eating their breakfast. Vicious Cycle. Vicious Cycle. I tell you. Another show I want to recommend. I don't remember if I recommended this earlier. I feel like I'd seen it um, around the time I started Hyphenation. Uh, Full Frontal with Samantha B. Um, it comes on TBS, and it's hilarious. It is everything that you loved about the Jon Stewart Daily Show and everything you're missing about the Trevor Noah Daily Show. Uh, please check out Full Frontal with Samantha B. She knows her shit. She's funny. And it's a shame that Daily Show went in the Trevor Noah direction versus her. Nothing against Trevor Noah, but he just doesn't... He's not... He's not Stuart. And he's still looking for his footing. So hopefully he'll find it eventually. Last recommendation. TheRinger.com This is Bill Simmons's new website. It's not Grantland. 
It has shades of Grandland. It's hosted by Medium.com, which is a popular blogging uh, site that has come up to my attention in the past few months. And I actually am on Medium. But The Ringer launched last, uh, I believe it was June 1st. So it launched on Wednesday last week. Um, And it's a really good site. It covers pop culture, sports, um, all the things Grantland used to. Um, It has a good article about Joe Buck. Simmons actually wrote his first piece since the Obama interview for GQ. He wrote about Kevin Durant um, last week. So there's a little something for everybody. Plus, they have an expansive podcast network. So you can get up on that as well. So ringer.com. And that's it. Ain't no more. Y'all ready? Let's do this. You can find Hyphenation on iTunes. Go on iTunes, search Hyphenation. Please click subscribe if you're interested in getting every single new episode as it's made available to you. Once you hit subscribe, also take the time to rate and review. Because if you rate us, or if you rate me, and if you give me a review, uh, that also helps bolster the show and it will appear to more people so that they can find it and enjoy the show as well. And then also please share the show with your friends, family, loved ones, foster kids, all those things. Let them know you're enjoying the show and we can uh, all enjoy the show together. Yeah. You can find Hyphenation on Stitcher. If you're on the Stitcher website or on the Stitcher app, just search Hyphenation. All episodes are right there for you to listen to um, either on your computer or on your mobile device. However you want to do it. Right there for you. You can find Hyphenation on YouTube.com slash be hyphen and on Mixcloud.com slash be hyphen. All the episodes are there um, on those two places and you can check it out there. All the episodes are posted on b-hyphen.com, b-h-y-p-h-e-n.com, podcast.b-hyphen.com, and on tricycleoffense.wordpress.com. You'll find all the episodes there. If you go to podcast.b-hyphen.com, you will see on the right-hand side a feed burner link under the hyphenation lo- um, under the hyphenation section. Take that RSS feed, put it into your favorite podcast listening device, and you'll be able to listen to the show wherever you go, unless your podcast list device is stationary, which would be really weird. Uh, what else do I need to tell you? If you go to be-hyphen.com or podcast.be-hyphen.com, there is an Amazon link. If you click that and then you decide to shop from Amazon, a little bit will come back to the show and that'll be awesome. If not, I'll just have to get a new uh, affiliates link and then we'll keep, keep pimping and hope that you decide to go buy Something super cheap so I can get like 25 cents. A little something going back to the show. Help me quit my day job, y'all. What else do I need to tell you? Ah. If you want to contact me, be hyphen at gmail.com. I am all over social media. The main ones at be hyphen on Twitter. Facebook.com slash Kellen Conley. Whoops. Facebook.com slash be hyphen. I'll add you if you don't look like a crazy person. Uh, it wouldn't hurt to say that I like the podcast and I'd like to be your friend. I might consider that too, as long as you don't look like a crazy person. Instagram, the be hyphen. Snapchat, be hyphen. I'm on Google Plus if you still believe that's going to be as big as Facebook. Um, I'm on all kinds of social media 
So if you actually go to behaven.com on the upper, at the very top, you'll see a whole row of nothing but be, uh, social media places I frequent and have accounts at. So you can find me right there too. And then besides that, let's see iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, Mixcloud. All the episodes are on archive.org. If you're if you're into searching archive.org specifically for podcasts, just search hyphenation and you'll find one of them. <laughs> or search by the episode number, you'll have a better shot. Hyphenation 15 or hyphenation 16 will probably more than likely pull my episode for you. So if you're an archive.org fan and you only exclusively go to them to listen to the podcast or to listen to podcasts, you can find us there because that's where all the episodes are hosted at. Or find me there. Find us, find me. Find us, find me. And I think that might be it. I think it is. I think we've done it. Yes. All right, man. So I get internet on Thursday. I don't know what my schedule is next week. I'm rolling down my window. Shout out to the Kroger parking lot for hosting me and not kicking me out. Like I fear, you know, like who's that guy down there who hasn't moved for an hour? Um, Kroger is always a very gracious host. I love them to death for it. Some guy just hawked out something onto the road. That's nice. I was either spit or gum. It's probably spit. Gross. But I'm not going to take up any more of your valuable Tom and day. I'm going to go over here to Panera. And work on getting this ready and uploading it. So hopefully by the time I'm going into work at 1130, you'll have new hyphenation to listen to. How about that? How about them apples, son? Thank you to everybody who's been listening to the show. Please continue. Please continue to let everybody know how much you're enjoying the show. Because I'm loving doing the show for you. And hopefully uh, I haven't started boring you yet. And if so... Let me know so that I could do something about it, maybe. That would be good. Like, hey, hey, Kellen, your show kind of sucks, so maybe you should do this. I would definitely take that input. Don't think I'm above that. Because I'll do it. (laughs) Oh, man. Thank you, everybody. I'm going to go get in the air conditioner and find me a nice cool drink at Panera Bread. While I upload this show. Until then. Uh, I don't know. Hug your loved ones. 2016 has been a bitch. Let them know you love them. Even your chihuahua to bit the shit out of your finger. Okay. Thanks guys.